0: a show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berende, And today I have with me a really beautiful woman, Alana Pratt. We are going to be talking about intimate conversations, building empathy for vulnerable connection. I wanna say that even though I don't really know this woman, I feel her and I am like so loving her already and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Alana is an intimacy expert. Um, She inspires open-hearted living with delicious sass. She's been featured on CBS, TLC and Fox and she's a graduate of Columbia University and author of four books, She's a coach to celebrities and host of the sexy, empowering show, Intimate Conversations Live. Alana helps thousands who struggle with the fear of rejection. She teaches women that their vulnerability is what makes them sexy and shows men how to cure their nice guy and become a noble badass. Um, Her devotion to help her clients create hot, healthy, intimate relationships is rooted in her own journey. She endured a brutal custody battle, yet emerged more courageous, radiant, and loving than ever. Elena's joy for life is contagious. She savors motherhood and pole dances for pleasure. She inspires her clients to be unapologetically true to themselves, successfully date, and find lasting, soul-shaking love. Welcome to the show, Elena. I'm so honored and excited to have you with us today.
1: Oh, the feelings mutual. I'm already in love with you too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, i'm I'm into it. We could just like sit in the juice and and, uh, and love on each other, but I don't know that our that our listeners would get get much out of that. <laughs> so let's do it verbally okay Um, okay perfect yeah and I want to start out I love this question so much I can't take credit for it Tonya really um she crafted this question from her belief and understanding and knowingness that we all have superpowers and I just get so giddy that I get to ask all these amazing people this question and I'm going to ask you the same to share with us what are your superpowers
1: Mm, I'm so grateful to her as well and to have met her and her little one and oh, to be here with you. So my superpower, I first found it. I was uh, shopping for furniture and the, the owner of the store asked me to go uh, in the back room. Uh, he wanted to show me something. And he opened up his wallet and out he took was a, an old, like the edges were frayed, black and white photo of his wife that he, found, he met when she was 13. And they've been married for over 50 years. And then he got out the bottle of scotch and we sat down and we started drinking and talking about love and connection. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm just here buying furniture. And this became this trend in my life that people feel safe to tell me anything. Sometimes mm-hmm. things they've never even told themselves, mm-hmm. and I don't judge much. I mean, I'm not perfect, but I but I tend to just see the beauty in the challenge, the the exquisite um, journey that we're all on through our foibles and wobbly selves, and I just see the ex, exquisite essence that they truly are when they share these vulnerable parts of themselves. And and it's a gift, whether I'm on an airplane, on a bus, in a furniture store, or on a, a coaching call with a client, it is this superpower of, of, of loving them. And my coaching got so exponentially, um, the results got so exponential as soon as I gave myself permission to love my client. Mm. I didn't need to go, well, this is session one. And on session one, we do da, 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 Mm da. I just just fucking love people. (laughs) And and it is a blessing to be this safe cocoon, to take them home to total self-love of themselves.
0: I love it. I feel like I'm talking to such a soul sister right now. This is awesome. This, this. This podcasting thing is a lot of fun. Um, and, and, you, and you have your own show too. Tell us about it, Intimate Conversations. Thank you. Yes. I, I started way
1: back with like blog talk radio. I did a webisode for a while, you know, permission for pleasure. And then about seven years ago, this idea of being this safe space to have these intimate conversations where my guests not just tell me what their expertise are, but their, their journey. And people would tell me, oh, Tatiana things they had never told their own community mm. on intimate conversations. And just in the last year, so it's been like an internet radio show for seven years. I've done about 250 episodes. And this last year when I met Tanya, I decided, okay, I'm going to turn it into a podcast. So now it's officially a podcast and you will be one of my delicious guests. Yeah, it's, so and it's, cool. uh, it's a way to share more of these conversations, um, giving people permission to, to be exactly who they are, the good, the bad, the wobbly, the whole thing, and the freedom of expression and the receptivity that is possible when there's no blocks in the way to self or source or our body.
0: mm mm-hmm. Beautiful. So tell us a little bit about your own story. I mean, you say that this really, your, your path, it came through your own experience of this horrible custody battle and coming through it. And, you know, whenever I hear, I really believe that life is our best teacher and I think, you know, we can have all of these letters after our name, um, but if you haven't experienced it, if you haven't lived it, what do those letters really mean? And so I, I love people who lead with, with their life story in that way. And I would just love to hear a little bit more about what that experience was for you and how, how it really um, landed you in this, in this role.
1: Mm, thank you. So I'm a small town Canadian girl uh, from British Columbia, and my uncle Phil drove a big 18 wheeler semi down to LA once a year. And I had been in college for two years doing business because I didn't want to take over my dad's pharmacy or be a teacher like my mother. But I was like, I got a D in quantitative methods. I was not doing very well, so I hopped on. I quit college and I hopped on my uncle Phil's semi to go to LA to be a dancer. I'd been a dancer since I was five: ballet, jazz, tap. I just love the embodiment, the delicious embodiment of, of source through our bodies. Um, and so there I was talented enough and courageous enough, but I didn't have a visa. I didn't have a work visa. So with $40 left to my name and a Visa card only to be used to come home, to admit failure, go back to college and work at my dad's pharmacy. So I was never going to fucking use that thing. So I had
0: $40.
1: (laughs) And I finally got a job dancing in a show in Japan because I couldn't dance in America because I didn't have a Visa So there I was dancing in this show in Japan. Um, and there's a long four years of delicious stories I can tell later in the interview um, about uh, a topless contract. I didn't know it was going to be topless. All sorts of wonderful ways to embrace the sacredness of my body. Um, but I got myself, um, I fell in love with a tall, dark, and handsome multimillionaire Wall Street guy, moved back to New York City with him, started going to Columbia, Started hiding in the closet to meditate because he thought that was weird. Uh, we moved out to LA and I found more of my people. And I had the courage to leave the multimillionaire lifestyle and start over only to discover my mom got cancer and my sister had somebody to marry. My dad was remarried and uh, I, I just basically chose anybody with a, a checkbook and a pulse and some sperm because I just needed to have a child to replace my mom and my relationship, not a very enlightened choice. I know that, but at the time, the best mm-hmm. choice I could do. Um, so within a year, my mom had died and I was a single motherless mom. I was divorced. He was not a kind man, quite um, quite the opposite, but I didn't make a choice with an open heart. I made a choice with a very afraid uh, heart of, of lack and, and frankly just u- used him to to make the pain inside go away Mm -hmm. and so that level of betrayal uh, got mirrored back to me to own my decision and and it turned into a pretty much a 12-year custody battle where um, he tried to take our son away from me and I had had some luck financially and investing in the S&P 500 and some different properties so I had this million dollar house and a quarter of a million in the bank and I basically lost it all, went into a quarter of a million debt Couldn't even keep up with my bills. Wasn't even aware that I wasn't paying my car payment, and my truck was repossessed. It was so humbling, so scary. And they, um, I never knew people lied. Like when you stand on the Bible, you're supposed to tell the truth. Oh, no, no, no. And uh, so there was all of these, I was so blindsided, so shocked. So like, are you fucking kidding me on the stand? Uh, The the lies that would come at me. And then because I work in intimacy and I don't have a PhD because I I don't, I believe in coaching, not in traditional therapy. Mm -hmm. That's what I believe is, is more effective. As you said earlier, Tatiana, about like our not so much the letters behind the name, but our real life experience. So they convinced the court that I was a high level narcissist, you know, telling people what to do without any PhD. And I I talked about intimacy. So I was probably a prostitute. And the reason that I was um, in court and he was trying to take our son away is that my son said he wanted to kill himself that mommy and daddy fight all the time and I want to kill myself. And the only thing I tried, I mean, I tried nonviolent communication, hiring gurus to go to India and chant for me. I mean, I tried everything to get along with this guy, but I'd never let him win, look good, uh, defeat me. So I thought, well, if I gave him a little more custody, maybe like 70-30, maybe that would be enough for him to stop coming after me and then our son wouldn't want to kill himself. Mm. So I, I led with that. Um... And that's what they used against me, that I didn't care about being a mother. I didn't care about my son. And it was humiliating, terrifying. And in the end, uh, he won. So I have 30% custody of my son. And then to top it off recently, so that was about three years ago, recently with that, having more time with him, I don't know if you want to call it brainwashing or it's just more more of the journey. But um, my son has turned against me and he won't talk to me and he's living full time with his dad. So after all that I've gone through, the scariest thing of all, my son's turning against me oh, has occurred. And to keep my heart open in the face of that and trust, kind of like the the Chinese bamboo that it takes like four years and you don't think the damn thing's growing. And then poof on the fifth year, it grows like 80 feet Mm -hmm. just to trust that in the unseen me keeping my heart open, but also having a firm loving mothering parenting way that it's not okay to treat me like your dad's treating me. It's not okay to disrespect women, let alone humans and to, to yeah, to just love him in the unknown. I write a little journal to him every so often and to trust one day he'll return better for the journey and then to go, okay, universe, what would you like me to do in my uh, no custody? I don't have any custody right now. And I'm living on the top of a mountain. I I I went away from LA and got myself a sanctuary to heal. And all of this creative life, Tatiana, is coming through me. I didn't know who I was not being emailed 11 times a day with threats. It's quite lovely, really. <laughs> um, and um, I don't have to drive carpools, I don't have to go to baseball practice. I don't need to do laundry. It's just me, God, my community, my heart, my vulnerability, um, my self-love, and oh, so much forgiveness. Oh my goodness. So many layers of, I'm not a good mother. I did it wrong. I failed. So much forgiveness. and And I just write about it. My my community, it's I'm not their perfect guru by any stretch of the imagination. I am certainly masterful where I have gifts, and I'm uh, very transparent with my process and my vulnerability. So it's a very safe place to be together and
0: grow and evolve on the planet.
1: So maybe that's a bit of a longer answer than you were looking for, but that's how I got here.
0: I, I love it. And um, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Every time... I feel so humbled and honored when people open themselves to really share intimate details of their of their life experience on a on a podcast show. Sometimes I find myself just asking, like, "Wow, how can I how can I steward these these really precious stories in a in a good way and and take good care of them?" You know, I feel so thank you. I feel really honored that you that you shared to that level of depth with with me and with our listeners, um, and I. I know from this experience that you have a lot to to share about building empathy um, and vulnerable connection which is you know the theme of this we we do have to take a quick break and when we get back from the break we're gonna dive into that in a lot of depth and I I can't wait to hear the juice and the lessons that have come out of this experience for you and and how you work with people in that way. Um, but before we go on break, would you tell our listeners where they can find out more about you, where they can hear your show? Mm, thank you. Just
1: go to my website, alannapratt.com, A-L-L-A-N-A-P-R-A-T-T.com and all the information is there.
0: Wonderful. So we've been talking with Alana. Pratt about intimate conversations, building empathy for vulnerable connection, and more when we get back after the break. Stay tuned.
1: Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer to peer learning, intensive one on one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the superpower net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more.
0: All right, and we're back. Um, I couldn't help but notice when you were sharing your story about your son how old is your son by the way he is almost 15 and uh-huh. 62 huge uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. um, that there is this there i had another woman on the show um emerald green Forest. i had her back like a, a month or so ago and she had it was a very different experience but similar in that her son sort of turned against her and and it seems like our our sons are really um they're subject to a tremendous amount of of this toxic masculine culture that yeah. is is coming through and i would be so curious to hear more about just how you've how you've danced in relationship to that and and how you see that affecting your work with with people with men in particular
1: Mm. He's such an angel to me. His name's Gabriel, like the angel. And when my mother died, I remember the moment, uh, she's dead and I could close my heart because I've never experienced that much pain. And yet I chose to keep it open and breathe. And once I breathed three, four breaths of that initial shock, like looking at her, I'm like, Oh my God, she's really not there. Wow. And then as the pain slightly subsided, I was flooded with this love. I'm only feeling pain because I love her so much. Mm -hmm. The following weekend was my sister's wedding. We got really drunk. We pretended she was on vacation. We got through it. I got pregnant. Come back, do the funeral. Can't seem to shed this extra weight. Find out I'm pregnant nine months later. There I am giving birth. And he's placed on my chest and my legs are splayed and I'm birthing my placenta and there's people everywhere. And I could also not be present. I could just sort of check out, but I'm like, no, no, I'm going to keep my heart open. And I breathed and breathed and experienced this incredible bliss of this child, this full circle of life, this child that came in to help me keep my heart open. And as I breathed three, four breaths, I was so shocked, Tatiana, that it was the same feeling of love it mm. came through the breath of pain. And I instantly saw a heart, the two sides of a heart, and they come together at the bottom in love. So life is a journey of pain or bliss. But if we keep our heart open and we walk the journey, it's all the same thing. It's all love. Mm-hmm. So he's been such an angel to me of of moving forward and keeping my heart open. And he's, he's really quite connected. He would. As I would change his diaper when he was little, he would talk to angels off to the side of me. I could feel their energy, but he wasn't looking at me totally mm-hmm. having conversations with somebody else. He would uh, see my my mother who was passed in the living room and be quite, dis- not distraught, but like, mom, she's right there. Like totally would see her. Um and we would go to parties and I would say, please say thank you to the host, the hostess or what have you. And uh, one party, especially beautiful, multi-million-dollar house, Beverly Hills, the whole thing, um, you know, in the right, you know, teaching him good manners. And uh, he was like, he said in front of her, in front of everybody, no, her heart is closed. I'm like, oh my wow. God. Yeah. So he's, he knows, he sees, he's very much my teacher. And very uh, aware of energy and and a healer in his own right. And yet along with that, as we all know, we we feel more than others. We hurt more deeply than others. It takes a little more, some more support, some more skills, some more compassion, some more empathy um, to be vulnerable and show up again when our hearts are that big. And so as he began to get older and become a teenager and and uh, he would just be so hurt by by the way the girls would text him or, or he'd climb into my bed at night and cry in my arms, this huge 6'2 boy, you know, like, she's mean to me. Why are why are people so mean, Mom? Why don't they just speak with kindness? Mm-hmm. It really, really hurt him. And he would uh, try drugs for a while. And I wouldn't judge him. And I'd say, what, what is the value you're going for with this? He's like, mom, it's the only place I can feel peace. Yeah. And I said, okay, so I, I value the, the virtue that you're going for here, peace. And right now, the way your brain's developing, it's not a smart move. When you're older, you can make your own choices. But now, let's cultivate a different way to find that place of peace. And I took him to a young men's initiation weekend up in, up in nature, up in Canada, where I'm from. And he, he cried his pain out into the lake. He, he experienced brotherhood and stepping into his manhood. And what was so wild, Tatiana, is right after that, when I really thought, okay, everything I've been doing to guide his huge heart, everything I'm doing to honor his incredible superpowers... And then he's like, I'm out of here. I'm living with dad. He's right. He showed me all your emails. You're, you're not who you say you are. You're a mean bitch and he's right and blah, blah, blah. And he took all of his stuff. And if you get in my way, I'm going to call the cops on you. And I mean, it was just awful. Um, and so this becomes my journey to, okay, keep my heart open in the face of it all and and I noticed. I'm, I mean, I'm a pretty good mother, pretty good, you know, coach, all the rest of it. I, I I love what I'm here to do, but I'm not perfect. And what I saw was a place where I was selfless to a fault. Mm. That so many. I mean, we're talking stacks, like inches thick, of every post, every tweet, every Facebook, every everything was twisted against me in court by my ex. And so when my ex started, or when my son started getting older, he'd start to use things against me. Well, if you don't let me, blah, 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 I'm going to tell dad. (gasps) And then I thought, oh my God, court again. I'm almost out of debt. I don't want to go back. So I was leading from fear, not Mm -hmm. fierce love. Mm -hmm. And I was enabling him. And I was not being that fierce, loving, feminine stand that awakens the nobility and grandeur of the masculine. Mm. I was doing that. And so that was the last straw when he moved in with his dad. I was being firm in my behavior that, no, this is not how you speak. This is not about accountability or responsibility or integrity or courtesy or compassion. Like I was teaching him these values and he was using it uh, against me. I'm going to tell dad. And then I finally said, fine. And that was it. He no longer could manipulate me and I was no longer selfless to a fault. And I actually saw the value, not being like overly selfish, but there's a healthy selfish and an unhealthy selfless. Yes.
0: Yes. And so
1: as I came into balance, he wanted nothing of it. And he went off to, to be with dad. So my prayer, my intention is that as I heal, and stand fiercely open-hearted, awakening the nobility in the masculine, he eventually will step forth with that lesson. And for now, he's got the 15-year-old testosterone and a dad that's not going to hold him to that standard, Who, who is the unhealthy shadow masculine. And that's part of his journey, part of the context and contrast that he's learning at a very young age. And my prayer is that he goes through it and sees the truth. And yeah. lives by the truth and love and his heart.
0: That's such a, such a powerful stance that you're taking. And um, I really felt when you said this, the, awakening the nobility of the masculine by standing in that fierce divine feminine. I mean, I felt the potency in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would love to hear you talk a little bit more about that and about how you understand that.
1: Thank you. So it was a it was called the, an illumination intensive. Five days of a group, and you sit in partnership, saying, "Tell me who you are." And when you receive the question, you bring it in, and then whatever arises, you communicate it. And for the first few days, it's just mind monkey mind chatter. But after a few days, what comes forth is truth. And I, the the my partner, the, a gentleman, asked me, "So tell me who you are." And what came up was. Get on your knees and bring the earth into your vagina. And I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fine. So I push my chair back. I get on the ground. I splay my knees and I say, Fine, I'm bringing the earth into my vagina. And his job is to say doesn't mean I agree or disagree. It just means I understand. I'm like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. And so I'm literally beginning to embody this, this the earth. Energetically, I'm letting myself be in this total different realm of, of awareness and awakening. And So it came into my vagina, into my body, and I, <gasps> with a glance, I was a tsunami. Oh, I, I could create the Grand Canyon with my inhale and exhale. It was so powerful. And I also was tender. I could, I could feel that I was the ray of sunshine on a dew drop on a leaf in a jungle like i i was the 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 wind over a wheat field at sunset i was everything and i and then appeared before me this chasm this chasm and on the other side of it was the masculine and if and then i, I was so full I didn't need him. There wasn't any of this insecure neediness that led to two divorces (laughs) in my past. I was like, I was everything. And I I looked at him and I said, cross this chasm if you dare. And it was this like, unless you show up in your masculine nobility, you will fall into this chasm to your death. Mm. But if you stand forth with your noble heart and your masculine grandeur the chasm will close and we will become one and i will be the fuel of your rocket ship and we will go into the cosmos to his purpose which is a pinprick and the feminine my feminine love could fuel his masculine purpose and we would go through that pinprick that tiny tiny hole in the cosmos and we would climax we would we would be on the other side of fulfillment together and he could only do it because of my love and because he stepped up in his grandeur. And I saw this dynamic between the masculine and the feminine in relationship, but also the masculine and feminine within ourselves Mm -hmm. as well. And as I said this to him, he had, it's called like a direct experience. You basically, um, you do the thing, the five days of all of this, um, to have a moment of oneness, to know who you truly are, like know who you are. And he, as I was going through this experience, he he woke up. He had a moment of awakening before me. Um, and I'm like, oh, this this is how it works. And then he came back into the reality and I came back into the reality and sat back in my chair and uh, was quite humbled by this understanding that when we as the feminine are in our fullness, which is a combination of tenderness and don't fuck with me. Like mm-hmm. It's this fierceness, loving fierceness. We literally are like man whisperers. We are like <laughs> the best in the men. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to step up and cross the chasm and have this lovely orgasmic moment. It could mean that they take you to court for 12 years, right? Like That doesn't, is no guarantee, mm-hmm. but it's the possibility. And I believe it's what's required to bring back into balance. The rise of the feminine isn't um, the end. It's a means to the end it's for right. us all within ourselves and within our relationships and families to I would say, to
0: conscious communion. I would say it's a means to the beginning.
1: Oh, God, I
0: love you. Fucking love you
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, slap your ass. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. yeah. Totally. I, uh, that was such a beautiful sharing. Um, I was so right there with you. And I get it. I mean, a, a lot of the women and I out here in my community have had this experience of this fierce, um, divine feminine energy. One of my sisters, you know, uses the dragon imagery a lot, because Lovely. it's we're, we're in this, this time. And a lot of the information that I've received, I love how in your experience, you know, you had all of these Moments of being these different aspects of the earth, because yeah. the information that I've received, you know, I shared with you. I've worked for many, many years with, with different indigenous elders and and the the information that I've received over the years is that the, the voice of the women is the voice of the earth. And if we look at what's happening on the planet right now, and all of the women whose voices are really starting to come out, I mean, we look at the Me Too movement that's yes. that's occurred and just everything that is, that is taking place. And it's like this roar emanating yeah. from the women. And, and we're it's, it's like we're waking a sleeping giant, you know, who has, yeah. we're, we're learning, we're remembering how to use this voice. And so it might not always come out eloquently. It might not always look, quote unquote, beautiful. It might not always fit in this perfect little package that you can tie up with a bow and, you know, put in the corner for all to see on display. But it's raw and it's fierce and it's real and it's what is really needing to be heard right now and and that just all the information that i've received is that when as we do that as women and as we make space for that voice and as we reclaim that voice it's it is the voice of the earth and that there is a direct relationship to how we are in relation to one another as men and women how we are in relation to our divine Feminine our divine masculine within us and what is happening on the planet right now With all of the earth changes that we're experiencing and that it is crucial For us mm-hmm. to find that balance to find that oneness within to find that I you know the yin-yang symbol has just been so real for me lately of mm-hmm. that that harmony that union um, That is like the the most crucial piece right now, and so I'm just so so grateful to to know you, to know that you're on this path, doing this work in in your own unique way, yet with this collective of all of us doing this work together, um, yeah. it's beautiful. and And I love, I love the package that it comes in, in the form of you. Um, mm. And I'm, I'm just so grateful to know you, and and to see you, and to have you show up in this way and share with us your experience and your wisdom and your voice and your truth and your heart and just your realness. Um, I appreciate it so much.
1: Oh, thank you. And I'm so grateful that I get to ask you all these questions on my podcast (laughs) soon. (laughs) Yay!
0: (laughs) The tables will be turned in a week or so.
1: Oh, and thank you for who you are. Yeah, I, I love being in nature right now and and looking outside and dancing on my balcony and going out and to look at these glorious mountains. I I cry happy tears of like oh and and I I I have moments where I'm like I'm so sorry we're hurting you so much and 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 I really believe just a simple practice of just sending our love down into the center of mother earth. Thank you for these things we take for granted. Just, you know, water, yeah, a breath, air, yeah. food, beauty, and really letting it fill us and open us and awaken that capacity to be fierce love. I, I feel great hope for what is transforming and such
0: honor to be on your show and to know you
1: as my new sister.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, likewise, the feeling is mutual. And I wish we had more time. Um, this has been my biggest challenge. I'm still working on this time-bending superpower. Uh, <laughs> haven't quite mastered it yet, but here we are. Um, so before before we sign off for the day, is there, other than just like the beautiful gifts you've already shared, is there one little nugget that you want to give to our listeners?
1: Mm. I would like to invite them, one, to let me love them by going to my website. There's all sorts of different complementary trainings so that this energy can live further if that resonates with you. And then in terms of a last nugget, to find within your heart, maybe like the dark back of the farthest chamber. A part of you that you might not yet have fully welcomed because she or he might be um, you might be a little ashamed or not quite sure how to bring uh, this part of you into the bedroom, maybe not sure how to communicate verbally, maybe not even sure how to dress, how you really want to dress, or a little extra eye makeup, I don't know what it is, but a part of you that's ready to live, emerge. Share, shine, and not take over, but somehow bring even more harmony into the expression of you to, to take a moment and to go into meditation and prayer and find them, go inside and go like, hey, hi, it's me. And I know that I haven't known how to really be with you, so I might have avoided you or rejected you or told you to you know, pipe down. I'm ready to get to know you now. Please forgive me that I didn't have the bandwidth until now, but I do. And, and let us get to know one another. Let us, let us have communion. Let us discover what the gift of you integrated with the rest of me will bring to this new year, 2018, and how it will, the essence, the vibration, the resonance of that will um, be out there to the vacuum, out there to the field and fed back in miraculous coincidences and serendipity and, and, and opportunities and experiences I never even imagined. I'm willing to let go. I'm willing to dive into the mystery. I'm willing to be in the, uh, the uncertainty, out of control with you together so that no matter what happens, we have each other. And to bring forth this aspect of self and it it might be called vulnerability. You might require empathy to, to connect with this part, but to, to to go in, to dive in and to find this part of you and to give all of you to the world. That is my invitation. And thank you so much for the blessing of being with your beloved community. And may I continue to love you with all of the offerings I have for, for humanity. Thank you, Tatiana.
0: So beautiful. Thank you, Elena. Again, you can find out more about Elena at Elena Look for her podcast, Intimate Conversations available on iTunes, and thank you for being such a light in the world. It's, a, it's an honor to know you. And to our listeners, I love you so much. Thank you for your attention, your attentiveness. And until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.